get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on gotodobbs.com today. Former Blue Superstar defenseman Jamie Rivers and Alex Ferrario. I'm Brandon Kylie. It's Rivers and BK on 101 ESPN. Happy to go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line to talk with a man that we certainly enjoy hearing from. He is Mike Matheny, the former Cardinals catcher and manager, the current Royals manager in town to face off against your St. Louis Cardinals right now. Mike, how we doing today? Doing great, guys. Thank you. Good. Hey, first things first, I wanted to see how your family's doing uh, because I haven't seen them in a while. And also Katie, a new mom, how's she doing with that? Yeah, James, you know what? She's, uh, she couldn't be any happier and um, made that transition from being a, uh, uh, a full-time hockey girl to, um, to, to motherhood. And uh, she's, uh, she's built for it and responding really well already talking about having another one and thinking about when to get the first one on those skates that's awesome we got to keep the Matheny's in skates that's for sure <laughs> yeah all of them except me yeah <laughs> good point now hey look I know you guys baseball family for sure hockey family as well uh watching some of these playoffs uh anything stand out for you I know the Blues are eliminated now and that's our home team obviously but anything else stand out for you right now during the NHL playoffs? No, it's just uh, so good to just get sports back in general, and you could tell the the vibe. Just what what sport it is that you follow, just to see whether it's basketball getting back in there, even watching some of the indie uh, race. But um, you know, for us locally here, obviously we want to we we've always wanted to see the, our Blues do well, but also locally. You know, I'm a big fan of uh, Trent Frederick, so following what the Bruins have been able to do, and I know he's been at that secondary site, but uh, just watching the local guys do so well. And it's, I, I, I love talking about the uh, the alumni here with the Blues and what they've done for St. Louis hockey and what a great job they've done and just continue to pass on that tradition and making this a hotbed for, for hockey, not just baseball, but uh, it's, a, it's a hockey hotbed for these young players coming up also. We're talking with former Cardinals catcher and manager Mike Matheny here on 101 ESPN. Mike, I spent the last year prior to coming back here to St. Louis working in Kansas City. So I was I was working at 610 out there, the home of the Royals in KC. And I was out there whenever they announced that you were going to be hired as the new manager for the Kansas City Royals. And I listened to your introductory press conference out there and it, it, I got to be honest, Mike, it, it sounded like a different man. It sounded like somebody who was refreshed from the time that you spent off and you had you had time to collect yourself. 
What's changed for you your second time around on this job compared to where you were whenever you first got this job, new as an up-and-comer back in 2012 here in St. Louis? Yeah, I think we're all called to to growth or else we become stagnant. And uh, I've just, I just I want to be surrounded by people with a growth mindset to get better all the time. But, you know, there, there's certainly things that I believe I'm, I'm more prepared for. Um, you know, there was really no um, instruction on, on kind of how to handle being a manager, especially never managing before through the minor league system, but also just dealing with, with some of the uh, the way that, that you represent the organization, whether it's through the media, uh, obviously through all the relationships. And, and to me, that's going to always evolve. And it was uh, drinking from a fire hose, especially when I came in after the uh, 2011 World Series with Tony La Russa and such a great team. Uh, there was a lot to take in. And I'll tell you, I, I came in um, certainly with this thought of I just don't want to get in the way of this continuing to be something great. And I went up uh, really with the mindset of just do no harm. And I think that it's a good thought philosophy in general, but it also I think you, you almost are so defensive of, of doing anything wrong that you don't allow yourself the enjoyment of one, the position, two, the privilege and, and opportunity to um, to use your personality in a way that, that helps make people better and also creates uh, a, a great representation of the organization. Mike, I, I wanted to kind of follow up on that because you mentioned the media obligations about the manager's job, and that's certainly something that is unique to managing in the big leagues because, you, I mean, you meet with the media like two, three times a day sometimes during the course of a season there's also the difference of being here in St. Louis doing that versus being in Kansas City doing that. You know, I, I, I'm from KC. That's where I grew up, and I'm, I'm a Royals fan. But uh, let's be honest, St. Louis baseball, it's just it's a different thing here. So how has that been for you to maybe have a, a little bit of a difference in terms of the coverage that you're getting on a daily basis as well and being a little bit of a different type of pressure cooker than here? Well, you know, I, I love the, the pressure to win. I, I, I put that on myself and our team, uh, whether it's in Kansas City or St. Louis or wherever it would be, I, I would like to see the same thing if, if I were in New York. You, know, you want that pressure because you're putting a higher expectation on yourself than, any, than anybody else could put on you. And if, and if you go about your business that way, you're not going to have any regrets. But there, there's definitely different environments. And, you know, what I, what I committed to do as soon as I was uh, given this job in KC is to, is to really just try and build relationships um, and, and try and make sure that I'm, I'm being an ambassador for the organization and, and trying to work well with uh, the media outlets because, listen, it, it, it doesn't take long for us to, to, to forget what the lifeblood of our sport is. And just like it is with hockey and the others, it's our fans. The fans make this thing exceptionally important and special. And the only way we can really translate some of the things in our ideas and our thoughts and, and answer questions is by using the, the conduit of our media outlets. So it's been a good uh, it's, it's been a good transition so far. Um, you know, I've already had um, two different Zoom calls this morning. I'll have two more this afternoon. I think that's part of our responsibility with the healing of just just getting baseball back and getting sports back. Plus, we had some of those labor negotiations going on. You know, we've got to go above and beyond to, to communicate extremely well and make sure that 
we're keeping our fans in mind and communicating with them through the media as often and as and, uh, as, as clearly as we possibly can. Mike, I couldn't imagine having retired from playing in the NHL and then going to coach like the Toronto Maple Leafs <laughs> or the New York Rangers, right? Like, I couldn't imagine with no experience per se at the, at the pro level doing that. And that's kind of what you did here in St. Louis is you came into the St. Louis Cardinals, which is the Toronto Maple Leafs of baseball. You know, how much did you learn on the fly and at yeah, at what point did you feel comfortable? Yeah, never. Um, never <laughs> did. But, uh, you, you know, and, and I love that being on edge all the time. And, and it was kind of like, Jim, you know, how I, that's how I had to play. You know, people talk about I played like this was my last one. I felt like I was always going to get sniffed out, you know, and that I knew as soon as I slipped, there was going to be someone like Yadi Molina that was going to come in and they're going to take that job and probably not give it back. And so, I always went about my business as today might be my last one and probably why I wasn't able to smile and laugh my way through my career and enjoy it as much is because I always felt like I was hanging on by a thread. But, you know, when, when I got this job, I was put in a, in a really uh, amazing spot. One was the support of Mr. Bill DeWitt and, and Mo taking a chance on offering this guy. I always say it was a lot like giving me that team after winning the 11 World Series with no experiences like giving the, the keys to a Ferrari to a 16-year-old. You know, it's just that uh, you, never, you never are, I believe, completely prepared. But what they did give me was a lot of support. Uh, you have players like uh, like a Chris Carpenter at the time and a Matt Holiday and a Yachty and a Wayno. Um, you had that veteran leadership that knew how to win. You had uh, the guys that wanted to go about the business the right way and an organization committed to doing things the right way. It was uh, the right the right grounds to, to really give me a chance to, to just continue to do what had been done and there wasn't any rewriting or reinventing the wheel it was let's let's take something really special and see how we can continue to make it move forward even though you're losing Tony LaRusso one of the greatest managers of all time Dave Duncan one of the greatest pitching coaches and then by the way Albert Pujols decided that uh, it was time to move on too so there was a lot of change and I just really tipped my cap to the coaching staff as well as the players for uh we're jumping in and figuring out how to make it happen when it didn't seem like it was going to be an easy transition. Yeah, Mike, look, the one thing that as former players, when we get into a coaching job, the hardest part is being that coach, right? Because you know some of these guys and the relationships are already there, and then now you're the boss, and sometimes those are tough roads to navigate. How much of a challenge was that for you coming in as the former player and now having to be the big boss man? Yeah, it was it was certainly a challenge. You know, there were two players with Chris Carpenter and Yachty. And Yachty and I only played together for a little while. Uh, Carp and I went back to playing together in the Blue Jays um, early in, in our careers. And, you know, Chris, fortunately, uh, was a superstar. But the way that he led and the, the expectations he had, we were so similarly aligned um, that it was, it was an easy conversation to have when he would see something, I would see something at the same time. And it was great having that voice inside the clubhouse of a guy who wanted to go about things the right way. And, and, and the same thing could be said of Yachty. And then, obviously, Wayno taking that torch from Chris Carpenter and then leading and doing it, uh, doing things the way that, that we believe it, it, it promotes winning baseball. And so it really made um, a lot of that transition easy because you had guys, regardless of what I was going to do, they were going to do the right thing. And we could have – 
that that rapport and that that conversation maybe even easier uh, because we we've been in those shoes before we've had those tough conversations as teammates um i thought it was going to be more friction i thought it was going to be more awkward than it, than it actually was it has everything to do with the kind of people i was dealing with Final question for Mike Matheny, the former Cardinals catcher and manager and now the manager for the Kansas City Royals in town to play against the Cardinals once again tonight. Uh, Mike, I wanted to ask you, you know, you've talked so much about the media training that you did, the analytics course that you took in the year off that you had in Kansas City while you were with their organization before becoming officially the manager. I wanted to ask you, was was there a conversation that you had with anybody or anything in particular where you you maybe talked with somebody who had been in a a similar spot to where you were at that point when, when you had been let go by the Cardinals where it really stuck out with you and you learned something from that particular conversation. Do you recall anything in that year off that really stands out that way yeah i've got a a small group of guys here in town um not sports people but business guys who've been so successful and people that i have deep respect for i they're uh they're my mentors i I consider them my own personal board of advisors and we just had some some really raw conversations and trying to use some of the business vernacular that they were used to and it just come, it came back to let's get some feedback from people inside the game, from other former managers, current managers, uh, people in, in front office spots. But let's just break down uh, what it is that we think that we can do better. And, and I mentioned this early on. I just believe in a mindset of how can I get better, not necessarily for me, but how can I do my job better for the people that are in, entrusted into my care. And then there was a, a list of things out there that needed to be addressed. And you, you hit on them. Um, how, how can I make sure analytically that I'm not missing the boat? And so I just was a blank slate here and made some friends uh, with some people in the industry to, hey, break me down. Let me know, not from an organizational perspective, but from the, from in, from the industry's perspective, how, how do I measure up? Where are some weaknesses? Where are my blind spots? And that blind spot's really that word that I, I, I kept coming back to. What am I not seeing? Because if I saw it and I didn't fix it, shame on me. And there was thousands of things that I saw from day one until my final day as, as manager here in St. Louis, always things that I was changing. But when you have those spots that you don't necessarily know about, uh, you need people from the outside to help reveal them. And then we just start talking our way through, how can I get better at this? And if I am ever given that chance, which fortunately I was in Kansas City, hopefully I'll be able to make a bigger impact and, and help take this team to some places where they're wanting to go, which is back to championship like they had in 2015. Well, Mike, I know there's a lot of people here in St. Louis that are rooting for that to absolutely be the case, as long as it doesn't come against this Cardinals team. We certainly appreciate the time today. Thanks so much for uh, talking with us today, and uh, all the best to you and the team this year and moving forward. Stay, uh, stay healthy out there, Mike. It's great talking to you, fellas. Take care. You got it. That's Mike Matheny joining us here on 101 ESPN.